wait to change the world and they can't wait to make lots of money and then hard things happen because everybody is going to have hard things in their business. Maybe it's not as drastic as a designer going bankrupt. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a decision they made or a mistake they made. Um, but everyone's gonna have hard times and it's learning to use those hard times to allow you to bounce back up and keep progressing rather than to stay down. Um, and I, I use that analogy a lot with the stores when I'm, that I coach when I talk about feeling knocked out in business and then making the conscious effort that I am gonna stand up again and I'm gonna get back in that ring and I'm gonna keep fighting because that's what's gonna make me stronger. Hey, 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 welcome to her CEO journey podcast. I am your host, Christina Shahli, Cashflow Consultant and Chief Financial Officer. Many entrepreneurs out there started their journey because they are passionate to change the world with their service, product, or message. I am here on a mission to empower other women to achieve their dream life and most importantly, to take control of their finances and to make sure that their business generates positive cash flow. My amazing guests are female entrepreneurs who have successfully built six to nine figures businesses. In this podcast, they share their struggles and wins in their amazing CEO journey. Most importantly, they talk about the money side of their business, specifically on how did they make sure that they built financially successful businesses. And if they fail in managing their money in the past, how did they come out on the other side? My special guest this week is Aaron Bouchard, the CEO and founder of Bouchard Consulting. Before her consulting business, Erin owned a successful bridal store. In her journey building the bridal store, she learned one hard lesson that turned her into a financial savvy business owner. Let's find out Erin's CEO journey. Tell a little bit more about your business. Sure, sure. So uh, I guess my story kind of starts um, many years ago. I had um, I was working as a child and youth worker for a foster care agency. And I really, really enjoyed the work that I was doing, but I knew that I really wanted to get into the wedding industry. I had planned my own wedding and then I had started doing some like invitations and wedding planning for some family and friends and then it kind of spiraled from there. And so I did a whole, whole lot of research and became best friends with Google to figure out, you know, how to start a business and how to start a bridal store. So uh, that was about nine and a half, ten years ago, and I launched Once Upon a Time Weddings. We celebrated eight years this past September, so it's been kind of a crazy, crazy ride, and um, then kind of my coaching business started, spiraled from there, so I had, you know, I became really, really uh, aware of the financial side of running a business and really wanted to treat my business like a business and make sure that I was profitable and make sure that I was doing things that would strengthen my business. And so it kind of started from that. Some, you know, some fellow bridal store owners would ask me questions and then I started doing some coaching with them and then some group coaching and then started doing some teaching. So that's kind of how that started. But 
yeah, it's been kind of a long journey, but also feels like it went by so fast. Wow. Okay. So how long has, um, have you been in the coaching business? I've been coaching for about two and a half years in some aspect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now you're saying you've been in business for almost 10 years, right? The store. Yeah. Almost nine years. The store has been open. So. So can you share with the audience when you first started, what is your biggest struggle in opening your business? You know, both, like, I I would love to hear like both sides because you have the bridal source, which is, I'm Mm. assuming the struggle is going to be different than the coaching. So can you share? For sure. I think that the biggest struggle that most um, small businesses that I certainly felt in those first few years was that I didn't really know how to run a business. So I loved brides. I loved working with them. I loved selling. I loved picking out wedding gowns, but I didn't love numbers and I didn't love reading profit and loss statements and I didn't love making financial decisions. Uh, It didn't come naturally to me. I personally was not like through college and through my first few years of marriage was not great at like budgeting and finances and saving. And I remember like opening this, my bridal store the night before we opened, my family was all there. We were setting it up. We were putting the mirrors up and the benches out and everything was like the final touches. And I remember sitting on one of the benches while my family worked around me thinking I have like no backup plan. Like I didn't save any of the money that I got to start this business for like actually like the the running the business. I had bought dresses and inventory and I had bought furniture and a website and a logo and all the things. And I remember thinking like, I don't really have a financial plan for how this is going to work. It just has to work because all of my money is in it. Um, And so I remember like early on really kind of becoming aware that the things I struggle with in my personal life, budgeting, saving, um, and finances are going to be my struggle in business too. Why did I not think like, obviously I'm going to struggle with this in business too. I struggle with it in my personal life. And so I had to really make like a conscious effort that I wasn't going to allow my lack of knowledge or my inability to save money to be what held me back in business. And I was going to take those things that could be perceived as weaknesses or or not yet strengths. And I was going to turn them into strengths. And so I became um, super obsessed with like learning and understanding the financial side of running a business and how to budget in a, in a, in a business um, so that I could grow to what I wanted it, my business to be. Uh, okay. Because especially with your bridal business, it's, it's a lot of inventory. So a lot of your money, I'm assuming tied to the inventory. So yes, I completely, I can relate to that, that you have to be really careful. But now how did you learn that skill though? Like what really clicked with you that, you start like, you know what, like, I need to learn this. Did you get a coach? Did you work with somebody? Like how, what happened there? Sure. So we had, there was this guy in the bridal industry who was really, really well known. He coached other stores. He had three of his own bridal stores. He had a line of dresses that we bought and purchased like in our store and and sold. And so he was really, really well known in the industry. And he was amazing at sales. He was amazing at um, connecting with brides and teaching you how to do that. 
And it was about our fourth year, third year in business. And the line of dresses that we carried from him, all of a sudden he stopped shipping the dresses and we weren't getting orders in. And so for the first time in our business, we had to call brides and tell them like, I'm really sorry, but the dress you picked out five months ago and your wedding is in two months or a month from now, it's not coming in. You're not going to get it. You have to come back in and pick a new dress. And it was one of the hardest things I have ever personally walked through because it was such a horrific time, but I hadn't done it. Like, you know, it was this designer who, who put us in this situation. And I remember very vividly, you know, I was angry. I was upset. I cried. We, we lost a lot of money, but I remember making a very conscious choice that I was going to allow the situation to help me become better instead of bitter. And I realized that the reason why he wasn't shipping his dresses was because he wasn't paying his factory. He went bankrupt. And he was such, so driven to sales. He opened his third store and it was his mantra that he was going to get to a million dollars in sales in his first year of business. And it was the first time I really was aware that there's two parts to that equation, sales and expenses. And just because your sales get to a certain volume, if you don't keep your expenses in check, it doesn't matter. If you're a million dollar store, but you have expenses of 990,000, you've only got a 10% profit. You've only, you know, that's the number that matters. And so I became like super obsessed with reducing my expenses, tracking them, knowing, you know, what percentage of my, of my sales is my payroll? What is my occupancy? What is my inventory? And really paying attention to those numbers. I did work with some coaches, absolutely. But I think that realization just came from that experience. I allowed, I made a decision to not allow something that happened to me to ruin me, to use it for good and for growth and for, for understanding and knowledge. Um, And again, it would have been very easy because this was a designer, you know, like it would have been very easy to pass the blame onto him and not find the lesson in that and just be upset and frustrated and sad. And trust me, I did. I spent many nights sitting in the corner of my kitchen crying and like, how am I going to survive this? Um, But when it all kind of settled down, there was a huge lesson there for me. And that's really, really shaped who I am today and who my business is today. Okay. So, you know, other than the financial aspect, what do you think the key to your success? Because you have two businesses, not one, two, right? So that's impressive, really, truly impressive, you know? And then you're managing both so well. I talked to you. We were in a mastermind together, so I understand that. Uh, What is the key to your success managing two businesses? Um, honestly, I would say there's lots of keys to success, but I would say one of the biggest ones is consistency. I think everyone wants to be like an overnight success and we see all these big businesses and we see these big, you know, influencers who suddenly appear out of not suddenly appear out of nowhere. And we want that. We want that success and we want that, that fame and we want that appearance, but nobody, nothing happens overnight. Everything takes time. It takes planning. It takes consistency. It takes energy. Um, and I think finding your passion again, you know, a lot of business owners start out full of passion and excitement and they can't wait to change the world and they can't wait to make lots of money. And then hard things happen because everybody is going to have 
hard things in their business. Maybe it's not as drastic as a designer going bankrupt. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a decision they made or a mistake they made. Um, but everyone's going to have hard times and it's learning to use those hard times to allow you to bounce back up and keep progressing rather than to stay down. Um, and I, I use that analogy a lot with the stores when I'm, that I coach when I talk about feeling knocked out in business and then making the conscious effort that I am going to stand up again and I'm going to get back in that ring and I'm going to keep fighting because that's what's going to make me stronger. It's not the fact that I got knocked out. It's that growth period after. It's that journey that they took after they felt that initial knockout or gut punch or whatever it was in their business that they struggled with. So do you think it's mindset though? A lot of it does. It is, a lot of it is mindset. A lot of it's, you know, choosing to believe in yourself, even when, you know, all the odds seem against you. Um, and it's, it's learning that running a business, you take risks. There's fear every day. There's, you know, there's feelings of failure all the time. And it's, it's feeling that failure and then spurring, using it to spur you on instead of hold you back. So what did you teach the other business owner when they are down like that? What is your method to say, go back up and then fight through it? Because I'm assuming a lot of bridal stores and then there are a lot of them, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're competing with each other. Yeah. Right? And then they feel the pressure and then especially they have the inventory and then they're not making money. How, how do you tell them to push through? Like, what is your best advice? Yeah. First of all, I think it really helps to know that there's other stores who have gone through what you've gone through. Like when you feel knocked out, you feel all alone. You feel like you're the only one laying down there on the ground and everyone else has their crap together and they're all yes. flying high and doing great and you're just laying on the ground crying. So I feel like it's good to know, first of all, other people have felt that. And second of all, I think it's okay to feel sadness in our business. I think it's okay to be upset and cry and feel uncomfortable. It's not that we felt those, it's how we continue. So I think a lot of times as business owners and specifically as women, since we are both women, um, that we feel a lot of shame and failure. Like we feel things differently, right? So when we feel knocked out, we take a lot of that on personally and we only focus on our weaknesses. Oh, if I was only better at this, if I was only better at this, if I was only better at this, um, instead of being like, you know what, I kick butt at this and I'm so great at this area of my business. And so maybe I need to learn to hire someone on who's better at this. For me, I am like the idea queen. I can come up with so many ideas all the time, but my follow through sucks. I know it. I'm like, I have Christmas gifts for other vendors completely done, but I haven't delivered them yet. This is like typical Aaron. So I know that that's my weaknesses, weakness, but I can come up with great ideas and plan great events and, you know, do come up with all these cool things. And so I've learned, okay, I need team members that are great at the finish. I'm great at the start. I'm great at the idea. I need somebody to compliment me and, and drive me to the end. So I could either spend my whole day thinking, oh, I suck at finishing, so I'm never going to start anything else. I'm never going to have another idea. I'm just going to turn my brain off or, or, or stop having all these cool thoughts. Or I can say, you know what? I'm great at, at being the visionary. I'm great at coming up with all these ideas. And now I need to a, learn to finish better, and B, learn to bring in people who will help me do that. And so when people feel 
knocked out or when stores are struggling and not sure if they want to want to continue, I tell them to take a break first. Take a couple days out of your store. Get away. Get up. Get away. Shut it down. Take a notebook. Go to the library. Go to the, go to a restaurant. Go to Starbucks and just write down why you started your business. Write down all the things that you love doing, all the good things. Um, sometimes I'll tell my stores, my rival stores, go look at your reviews, read through some of the brides whose lives you have changed and made better because you were there. Yes. Don't want that one squeaky wheel who hates you or is upset because her dress was a slightly different color or you know, whatever it is. Look at the ones, print out, have a book of reviews from people who have loved you, have, who have, and that'll just help you kind of find your passion again. Um, and then the other really big thing that I teach Christina is that when you are in struggle, you can't be in growth. So when you are in struggle mode, when you're struggling with cash flow, or you're struggling mm-hmm. with staff, or mm-hmm. you're struggling with passion, you can't simultaneously also be in growth mode. And so there are times in your business where you have to figure out how to get out of that struggle mode so you can get back into growth mode. And that's hard to do and it looks differently for every, for everybody else. But if you're constantly, you know, that's why I love that you're helping, you're helping businesses get a handle on their finances. Because when you are stuck in cash flow crisis, you can't be in growth mode because yes. your whole focus and energy goes to how do I pay my next bill? Yes. How do I pay payroll this month? How do yes. I come up with money for rent? And so then you can't accelerate and grow your business. And wow. so I think it's really, really important for people to recognize, am I in growth mode right now? Or am I, am I in struggle mode? Because those modes require different skills, different hats and different, you know, motivation and how we approach our day. Wow, that's a lot of nuggets in there. So thank you so much. Okay, so what are you most excited about? Share with the audience for 2019. What are you excited about? Yeah, 2018 has been a really big growth mode for me. I've done a lot of mindset work. I have really kind of shed off some of the skills um, that have got me to where I am. And I really firmly believe that the skills, when you're an early business, when you are a young business, when you are in growth mode, the skills that you have are very different. And when you want to go to the next level, when you want to level up, it requires different skills. And so for 2019, I am really focusing on what are the skills that I need to level up to get to that next level? What do I need to do with my mindset? What do I need to, how do I need to change my thinking? Um, and how do I grow? Um, and I'm really, really excited to continue to do the work. I love what I do. I love working with brides. I love coaching. I love teaching. I love speaking. Um, and so I'm really, really excited to continue to find new opportunities to share some of what I've learned in my business, not as an expert or not as, you know, the, the know-it-all queen, but just as somebody who's like, I've been there. I have been in the trenches and I have survived and let me help you get out of the trenches faster. Erin, that is amazing. So where can the audience find you if they want to follow you? I know you're on Facebook. I am on Facebook. You can follow me. I have a, um, an Erin Bouchard page. That's where all my coaching stuff happens. Um, and 
you can also follow me on LinkedIn. Um, and then I do have a website, erinchristinebouchard.com that I am revamping. That's my Christmas. Oh, so okay. hopefully that'll be, um, you know, over the next few weeks will be revamped, but I am, uh, cause I am kind of, I've worked with primarily retail uh, bridal stores and I love it. I love what I do, but I am excited to kind of launch in and start working with some retail stores as well, because there are some very similar kind of ideas and facts. So that I am glad to hear that because that's what you're talking about. So I'm excited for you. Thank so you. okay, I will put all your links in the show notes. Okay, so everybody can follow you and then you can reach out to Erin because she is super amazing. I met her, I talked to her. She is full of ideas and knowledge. Thank you so much for listening to another powerful episode of Her CEO Journey Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud so you will not miss another episode. My hope this podcast resonates and inspire you to continue your own CEO journey. If you are inspired, please leave a nice review on iTunes so more female entrepreneurs will listen to this podcast and be inspired.